Welcome to the Pickup Group Podcast, Episode 4. My name is Rob, and I'm your host today, and with me I've got Ryan and Max. How you doing, guys? We're good. What's up? Alright, so what's new? What's going on in your world? I finally got a second character up to 110, like an hour ago. <laughs> Congratulations. That has been so, an epic I have feat. not had the problem of altaholism. Whatever they call it. Altaholic. Altaholicalism. Guilty. Yeah. Same here. I was just, uh, well, not the same, but I was just leveling alts, having a blast, you know? I- I've liked how they've done alts this expansion with the catch-up mechanics, except for Suramar. I like Suramar. I don't know what your problem is with it. Oh, I love it. It's a beautiful zone. Lots of fun, really cool quests, but it takes like 10 hours to get through. Why do you need to do Suramar? Balance of power, I need my appearances. Oh. Gotta catch them all. See, this, yeah, I'm asking ignorant questions from somebody who hasn't leveled an alt, <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> well, not only that, is that, is that the same thing as the, uh, the tier? Or, uh, you know, your, uh, what's it called? You know, your, your first tier that you're allowed? Of your artifact appearances? Mm-hmm. The first tier is just easy. The second tier is your order hall quests. The third tier is usually balance of power, which you have to do Suramar. Okay, that, that makes sense. But speaking of alts, hopefully, we hopefully, I, I say this with a little, little apprehension, because last time I was let down, we have the new leveling patch come out. Right. 735. Uh, apparently yeah, that's it's on exciting. the PTR. I think they're wanting to use that as a form of padding the time between now and the expansion, right? I think they want people to do that during the downtime, during the, what do they call it, content drought. That's a smart move, and I'm excited for it. Right, because in Cataclysm, they redid the leveling, and people didn't really care much because, well, aside for a a lot of other reasons, um, there was endgame content, so why waste your time? But if they do it before there's new endgame content, then maybe people will like it a lot better. Yeah. Or actually do it. it. Yeah. Right. So the way I understand it is, say you make a human... You start in Elwyn Forest, and that zone will level from 1 to 60. The first zone, no. The first zone? The starting, okay. zone, the starting zones for everybody is 1 through 10, and then after that, it's 1 through 60. Okay. So you're, you're most of the way there. So it goes from like 10 to 60, but if you go over to Westfall, it starts at, say, 15 or 20, but goes to 60. So they still kind of have the progression. Like, you can't go hit 10 and jump into Blackrock. <laughs> yeah, level 15, you can't go to Blasted Lands. and. So I think that'll be a lot of fun because I have it's an alt. It's broken right now. It is. It is broken. But I've had this little adventure when I do my free time. I have an alt that I don't do any heirlooms, and I read the quest text, and I finish the zone. And there's Blizzard has put a lot of work into these stories. Like, a lot of zones have a huge overarching story. And I know this is probably boring, you guys. I, I find it fascinating. 
No, it, it's not that it's boring, but I think the fact that I don't care about the story so much is a reason is more of a reason to care about the story, right? So like in Legion they did a lot of voice acting and that forced me to pay more attention. They had a lot of small uh low production cinematics and that forced me to pay attention. And it got me, somebody who doesn't normally care as much, more engaged. And I liked it better. So if the leveling experience makes more sense, if it's if the story just kind of comes naturally, I'll absorb it. It'll be a more osmotic experience for me instead of just skipping around and I just say, yeah, I don't care about the story at all. I'm that kind of guy. Instead, I'll finish leveling and I'll be like, oh, that was kind of interesting. I was a little more invested in... Uh, wherever the zones are than I was before because it just naturally progressed as a game should. And a little known fact, when you finish a zone quest, you usually get a blue piece of gear. A lot of people don't know that because they don't get that far into the quest line. Wait, what? If you finish an entire zone quest line, like the overarching quest line, you Uh get a blue piece of gear. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Wow, okay. So that much at level. <laughs> well, most people <laughs> I had no idea. do five I... quests in a zone and they turn gray and it's like, okay. You're talking about me. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. That's good to know. So I'm excited to go back and there's, because if you think about WoW, it is a huge game. Mm-hmm. Every zone, every NPC, every quest, there's a lot. So it kind of opens up the game again. Which I'm excited for. The lore nerd in me is a little excited. And the leveling experience. I'm excited to level alts and the communities. We can start a community and get listeners Our and podcast friends. community. Yeah, we'll get people in and we'll, we'll level together. It's, it's fun. Yeah, and then throw in allied races and I think you've got some good quality pre-expansion content. That will hold people over. That should be interesting. That will be a nice segue into the next expansion. And uh, I think there, I think that's a good way to go about it. So are allied races in this next leveling patch? We don't know. Probably not. Could be, but I don't think so. But there is evidence that it's going to happen sooner than people thought. That's cool. Speaking of allied races, there's uh, tattoos for your turn, females, Max. Yeah, I hear. I see that. I see that. Hey, back to the whole. Uh, I, I'm on the actual PTR. I've been uh, messing with it a little bit, and it's not exactly what I thought, but it is kind of cool still. Like, so for example, I copied a character over that was level 60, right? And um, it gave me options of, uh, you know, the uh, random classic dungeons the random Burning Crusade dungeons and random Lich King dungeons. But what's kind of different is that, like, for example, at 60, your your basic options are Burning Crusade or Wrath of Lich King. But rather than have, like, every dungeon that's available, you know, um, they have three in each. Which three is, dungeons in each expansion? Yeah. Well, no, I guess per per your level. Right. Okay. I, I, that's I can only assume because I haven't really went that far. But like for if you queue up for Wrath of the Lich King, right, your uh, Uckar Keep, Nexus and AN is available to you. And if you queue up for Burning Crusade, it's Hellfire Ramparts, Blood Furnace and Slave Fin. So I don't know if like the higher you go, more of them become available. But still, that's that's, you know, that's a huge, huge difference. And it's a lot better. It's it's, it's a major quality of life, you know, improvement. Will they be three sure. separate queues? 
Like Q, yeah, it's it, Q for three LFGs or LFRs, whatever. That's you exactly how. You can queue for them all at once. Is that I, I don't know. I can. Um, I could definitely try it. I'm actually actually on it right now. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of kind of different. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because right now my monk alt is stuck in the 80s, and it's the same two dungeons. Yeah, and it's super boring. No, I completely agree. You get those, and it happens at Lich King. Well, it happens at BC. I think it's not super terrible, but it. Yeah, you just keep getting those same two over and over, and each expansion has like eight to twelve dungeons, but you only get a taste of about five of them max. But you start off with two or one, and you do it twenty times, and it gets really old. But if you got to do, you know, all of them, or if you had more, or it would at least change over time, that would be really refreshing and nice. I I prefer to level up through dungeons, and that would be really cool. Yeah, and I wonder how they're going to do it with uh, Battlegrounds, too, because before you had your little level brackets and only certain Battlegrounds mm, were available that's a good per point. level. Yeah. Could you imagine a bunch of level 19s running around in a, what's that map? Isle of Conquest? No mounts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'll do that, but, like, I mean, I imagine that they'll keep the same level brackets. I imagine. But... That's an interesting idea that they would mess with it. It would be fairly frustrating as like an 18 warrior to go up against a level 60 <laughs> hunter or something. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure they'll normalize it somehow, but I wonder if there's going to be any level variance or just keep it to the brackets or. Right. So you can definitely only queue up for one bracket, or uh, you know, if you're doing random Burning Crusade, you can only queue up for random Burning Crusade. So you basically choose and, next pack and queue for that one. Yeah, exactly. Can you multi queue at the same time? Only with battlegrounds. Okay, good clarification. Okay, so maybe you guys can answer me this: Say Allied races do come out with this leveling patch, what unlocks it? I've got a 110 Tarn Druid. Does that automatically unlock High Mountain? My, under my understanding is that allied races are unlocked through content. So with something like the Zandalari, obviously that content will only be made available with the expansion. But High, uh, Highborn, Nightborn, the Nightborn, uh, you could do that in a pre-patch. That's my guess, and that's all it is is a guess. It's my hypothesis that the pre-patch will be allied races with unlocking content with Nightborn, High Mountain, and all those guys that have we've been seeing on MMO and stuff. And but it, I, from what I understand, you actually have to do some content in order to make them available to level. That's my understanding. That there's some form of like storyline unlock content. Order hall style content, but I, I could be wrong. Interesting. That's interesting. Because the dilemma I'm worried about, and this is a first world problem, is <laughs> I want to have a one ten of every class, and you know maybe alliance and horde. But say I get a one ten every class, then all of a sudden all these new races come out. I'm 
kind of be a little discouraged to level another, say, mage because I can do a void elf now. Or... Yeah, like for me, I totally wouldn't. I would not care at all. And if the race is good enough, I would just pay for a race change. I hope what they do alongside the boost, the level boost, is allow for a free race change. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but I wouldn't bet on it either. I don't know what they'll do, but I think they should offer a race change, a free race change, alongside the boost with a new expansion. So what about the the heritage armor these guys come with? I think it's a cool idea, and I don't think it's as influential as they want it to be. Because it's one set of armor, so do you have to, yeah. I presume, level that race up to 110, you get the armor? Me personally, seeing the heritage armor, I, so my first instinct is most of them look really cool. And my first thought was, oh, that will be cool to level up a, let's say I like the Nightborn set. I'll level up a Nightborn so that I can use that on my main. And I guess this is coming from the perspective of somebody who really sticks to one character. So when I hear that that heritage armor set is limited to just that race, I'm instantly turned off. And that's why I'm not a huge fan of them. So I can only use the Nightborn set on Nightborn if I've earned it by leveling up a Nightborn from 20 to 120. And that just doesn't interest me. Like, they're, they're cool sets, but I, I don't see... And I think you get the mount too cool, but I don't know. Me personally, doesn't, it doesn't draw me in enough. If I could use those things on my other characters, maybe... I would be interested in saying, hey, you know what? I'll go get a Dark Iron Dwarf up too. That way I could get their Heritage Armor set. That would interest me. But just as it is, no. I'm not going to go level up a Dark Iron Dwarf for no reason, just to not use the set. Sets, I mean, it's the same set for every class under that race, right? Mm -hmm. So all the Nightborns are going to have the same armor set and look the same people are going to get sick of that really quick and not use it. Yeah, I think that's really possible. Um, I think what would be cool about it is if, for whatever reason, I think Dark Iron Dwarf is a good fit for my main. Uh, and again, I'm talking about my own personal preference for playing one character. Um, something like that would be really cool as like a priest because the Dark Iron set is really plate. It's really armor-heavy looking metal. And that's not a normal look for priests, so that might be cool. But that's only because I've already decided that Dark Iron Dwarf is something I want to be. So if Nightborn is something I already want to be, then the Heritage Armor just seems like a nice bonus. That mount is just a nice perk. But that's it. I wouldn't, I'm not, it doesn't motivate me to do it. It's just a nice reward for having already decided that the racials are good enough or the animations are good enough. Like if Nightborn could be Druid, I think Max would be all over changing his horde druid into a nightborn and then he would just get the the mount and armor as a perk that'd be great hold on wait this just in <laughs> one thing the high mountain thing i was not too happy about at all again you know the whole shoe thing foot thing whatever but i just found out that the new druid form is going to be an eagle and that's badass platform yes an eagle with moose horns it does have moose horns <laughs> hey man hey but it's still an eagle and that's pretty badass so i'm kind of digging that well and the high mountain racials are pretty good they have a six yard 1.5 second stun 
is good. They have increased vitality and they have damage reduction. So they can be pretty mean in PvP. Could you imagine that? I think it would be good. And I think they're trying to make the racials good. I mean, on one hand, I don't like it when they make a class that's so good that everybody wants to do it. And they do that on purpose so that everybody rushes to the new class. But it seems like the racials are not only good, but they're good in different ways. Like Lightforge Draenei uh, can summon uh, an anvil. They will allow you to do blacksmithing stuff, which on the surface looks kind of whatever, but maybe it'll allow you to repair too. And that's pretty cool. Have a repair, uh, have a uh, repair racial that you can put out an anvil. That would be really nice. Or Void Elves not being interrupted on casting. I think a lot of PvPers will be interested in that. So I think a lot of the racials are really good and they're trying to encourage people to be the new races. But at the same time, they're not all PvP-oriented or PvE-oriented. Some of them are a little more utility than the others. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. get away from the PvE strongly-oriented ones. I don't think they want to get away from it. There's no indication that they do. Well, yeah, the Blood Elf racial, they're nerfing. Because, because it's too methods. powerful? Yeah. But what about the orc one or the or the troll one? Those are very advantageous compared to the allies. They are, but it's a AOE interrupt. They're they're nerfing the crap out of that. I think if they really cared that much, they'd just get rid of them. I agree, and I think that's what they should do. I think they should in PvP. PvP for but, sure, yes. Mythic yeah, I'm competitive too, PvP. Probably. Yeah, I'm only saying for PvP. That's right. where I have an issue with it. Well, even in Mythic Pluses. I mean, you look at all these top teams, they're all Blood Elves. Because they can all AoE silence, which is huge. Good mm -hmm. point. Good point. Yeah, we'll see what they do with that. I hope they make it a single target, um, a single target silence. That's what they should do. Don't change yeah, it, but nerf it. I'm okay with that. Maybe even just a simple interrupt. Not so much as silence. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Maybe an AoE interrupt. That could be interesting. And I know we talked about this a few times off and on, but it has been interesting. It has been interesting to see the morph the game morph because of Mythic Plus progression. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mythic Plus is the newest thing they've introduced and incredibly successful. And yeah, it's interesting to see its effects on the game because the Blood Elf racial has been that way forever. But now all of a sudden it's an issue. And that's because Mythic Plus is a new thing. Yeah, the whole Mythic Plus morph, I guess you could say, is badass. I really, I, it's I'm a good really, thing, I think. yeah, I mean, because it drugged me from doing PvP, you know, and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this is. And now I'm actually excited about this stuff. I've been watching, you know, streamers and, and you know, and some of the, the tournaments and stuff. And it's pretty cool. I'm really starting to dig it. And it's challenging. It's not a joke. It's it's pretty challenging. You know, when you start getting into those, you know, 13s, 14s, etc. Yeah, you can't just bring anybody. You can't just mess around. You, yeah, I agree. So let me ask a question. Um, wh what do you guys think, like, skill level wise i mean you know for pvp it's easy you know you we look at like gladiators and such and we're like you know they're those are the badasses right um with with pve how do you guys view it uh like compared to like mythic raiders uh excuse me like uh method 
like that player skill level or like these top mythic people, right? How do you guys uh, look at the, uh, the skill level difference between the two? I don't I would, know if I really understand what you're asking. Like, no, go ahead, Rob. Well, I would say, okay, method those like bleeding edge mythic plus raiders. They do have a lot of skill, a lot of time, and a lot of patience, which I have respect for. But not everybody has that. If I had, you know, twenty free hours a day to raid to dedicate <laughs> to raiding, like, yeah, sure, I'd be into that. But the thing I hate about raiding, for example, Veramothris, that one fight where the tanks have to be five yards apart, but not more than eight yards. So when we were on him this week, we wiped like five times within the first 10 seconds just because the tanks were getting their positioning down right. And it's frustrating because it's just one person messing up on one little thing. And it's it's not a hard thing per se, but it can ruin everybody's day. Whereas a Mythic Plus it feels like I can contribute in little ways that make a drastic change. If and I'm... everybody does that too. I think that's the thing about Mythic Plus that I like and that is unique is that all five people need to carry their weight. I mean, you can carry somebody, but it's noticeable. Yeah, that's kind of the point I was trying to make. Thank you for being more eloquent than me. That's what I do. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. And that's my personal preference for the game. Like, I get really frustrated in Battlegrounds when it's the 40-mans. I think that's why AV is a particularly good 40-man, because you can make a difference as an individual. Uh, but I do get bored in raiding, even if it's hard raiding, that the difference I make as an individual is very minimal. Whereas in a 5-man, I mean, my partners see it when I do good things. I get rewarded by the group. They're like, oh, wow, that was a good interrupt. That was a good CC. That was a good whatever. I've been in Mythic Pluses where... Um, as the tank, you finish off the boss and everybody else is dead and everybody's like, well, you're a god. That might happen in raiding, but not so often because the raid boss has a lot of health. Whereas in a five-man mythic, they're not going to have as much and it's it's more likely that somebody could do that or a really good DPS or somebody who uses their cooldowns right. The individual has more impact in those five-mans and I find it much more rewarding. There you go. The difficulty does get a lot harder than raiding, I would say. Like, in a, in a raid situation, for example, you're doing a heroic fight and you're progressing, it usually comes down to, like, huge AoE damage spike and the healers have to be on point with cooldowns. Whereas in a Mythic 13, was that what we did this last week? Mm -hmm. That was, like, commonplace for Max. It was just huge AoE damage spikes on everybody. Or if somebody fudged on a mechanic, they got knocked down to five percent health, you know, or died. And I don't. Know, I think the difficulty can ramp up a lot. So, do you think that high-end mythic rating is easier than high-end mythic plus rating? Is that essentially your question, Max? That's exactly my question. Thank you. You're on it tonight. I'm eloquent tonight. It's the rum. <laughs> Mister Eloquent. I, I, it's it's hard to judge them on the same tier because raiding does require that patience. It does require a lot more coordination and a lot more people and resources. But I would say on an individual level, I would say high, like around 15 Mythic Plus takes the cake. And let me, back, let me back that up and say that I think in a Mythic Plus, just like PvP, to be a quality PvPer, you have to be more capable than just your role that as a tank in Mythic Plus, 
doing damage, doing healing, interrupting is very important. Whereas in raids, I, I, and I could be wrong, maybe I'm speaking ignorantly, but it just seems that like if you're a good tank, you're good for your raid. But if you're a good mythic pluser, you're probably doing everything well. And you have to have a keen awareness of everything. You can't tunnel. Like, like a good DPS and a mythic plus may not pull good numbers because he's busy interrupting or busy doing other things that are equally important in the mythic plus in order to be successful. Yeah, I was just curious, you know, like, you know, I wanted to know, is there any top mythic raiders, you know, like world, world top mythic raiders that are popping up on the top of these tournaments with mythics as well? Or is it kind of like a total different kind of classification, you know, of player? Like, is this, is this more of like, you know, long distance runners versus sprinters? You know what I mean? Because if that's the mm-hmm. case and it's a total, it, if it's a whole different dynamic and a whole different kind of player base that are participating, that's awesome. You know what I mean? That's, that's cool. That's exciting. And that's what I kind of feel like. I feel like there's a lot of people that are getting light right now that, I agree just with like that. Rob said, you know, they don't have the time per se. And now this is their time to shine and uh, they're getting recognized for it. One thing I was going to say, too, is like, so you look at Method, they just barely finished the myth, the raid on Mythic Difficulty. Um, that's it. That that content that they just did will only get easier. But Mythic Plus, while the level, sure, is objectively easier as you get gear and stuff, those people will continue to push the content, right? So if I did a 12 and it was really hard, but we barely got through it and I get gear and it makes me better, well, next week I might push a 13. And the week after that, I'll be doing a 15. And if it's a competitive atmosphere, you're going to continually push that content higher and higher. So I think the, the ceiling raises itself in Mythic Plus, whereas Mythic content, while it's super hard up front, when I go run Mythic Pandaria stuff, it's super easy because I outgear it by like 30 item level, uh, 30 character levels, right? Because that's just the nature of the game. And these Mythic yeah. Raiders, they can clear it, you know, say they don't get it in three or four weeks. That's three or four weeks they're getting gear and getting stronger and stronger. Right. And I guess that's just the fundamental difference between the content. Is there a cap with the Mythics? Um, what do you mean cap? Top one ran right now is a twenty-five. Two two groups. Of I don't think there's a cap 25. in difficulty. The only cap is in gear. But yeah, it, I, theoretically, I you could run a fifty. Okay, yeah, that, and that's what I was asking. Was there any you know ceiling cap? You know, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. That's cool. I mean, that's even that even makes it more interesting. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so since we're I would say we're about mid-tier. We're okay in our Mythic Pluses. We're, we're trying to get to 15. We easily do 10 to 12s. What are some tips you guys would give to somebody who wants to jump into Mythic Pluses and start pushing a 5-plus stone or something? What are some of our little nuances that we do that makes us successful, you'd say? Hmm. Uh, what made us successful? Because we weren't doing them at the beginning. I think what helped us is to sort of routine. We started doing Mythic Mondays and we just got used to running them regardless. And because we were running with like three, four, five of us, it was kind of fun to do. 
and we were doing really low levels so we would get through them and it was fine it wasn't particularly rewarding but we got in the habit of doing it and while you do that you get to know the dungeons and you can just naturally get better at it so i would recommend that is setting a routine to just do them and get used to them and uh, so if you get to like an eight and it's too hard for you we'll run somebody else's stone go run a five run your friend's stone see how high you can push your friend's stones but if you got a group of like two three four people setting a routine to do them i think that's a good place to start yeah i i agree completely and i i think you know coming from a um you know a healer's point of view i i believe that man i just really if guys are playing defensively and really staying out of stuff and knowing the a fixes and not only that, but just knowing the mechanics in general, I think that that's some of the biggest challenges, period, you know, because it doesn't matter what your DPS is. It really doesn't. If you don't know how to, you know, play defensively and, you know, that kind of thing, that's the biggest tip that I would have because I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. But, you know, you just bang your head because there's always that one guy that can really mess it up in a mythic, which goes back to that whole raiding versus mythic thing you know you can still kind of get carried you can get away with doing certain things in certain encounters but mythics man it's tough when somebody goes down because he's doing you know he's stepping in stupid or doing some dumb things you know it really makes it rough on the team when he's standing in the lava i wasn't gonna say that but <laughs> yeah well and, and to add on to that point both your points i would say the repetition of it because even now, we'll jump into a dungeon and we're pushing a harder stone and a mechanic that we've never worried about before suddenly becomes apparent. Right, it suddenly matters. Like, yeah, some AoE thing that the boss does that I've never cared about before suddenly is annihilating us. I think it was Black Rook Hold, the, the Shadow Volley. Never had to care about that. And then all of a sudden, it's just blowing us up. Oh, apparently we got to care about that. Yeah, so I would say, you know, do them a few times and pay attention to the differences as they get harder and learn how to adapt from that. And I would also say, you know, get two or three friends so you can stay regular, kind of adding on to Ryan's point, and voice communication is key. You've got to be in voice communication. Some people are adverse to that, but <laughs> have that real-time communication and situational awareness. And just be willing to take tips, too. Like I, I've been talking to a couple of guys in, uh, you know, in one of my guilds that I am or that I'm in and, uh, I've been asking them, you know, questions and tips and, you know, and it's so funny cause they're almost shocked that someone's asking, you know, asking for tips, you know, like, cause there's, you know, cause all the toxic, the, the toxic environment, you know, in wow right now, they're not even used to people asking for help, you know? I'm like, hey, man, do you have any tips? I notice every week you're doing 16s and 17s. I want to be you. I want to be in that position. So can you help me out? Is there anything? I don't want to carry. I just want you to give me some tips. And, and you know, at first, you know, a couple of people were kind of reluctant. And all of a sudden they're like, yeah, man, he's, you know, he's being, um, yeah, he's, I don't know the word. I'm stuck on it right now. But, yeah. Helpful. He's being genuine. Not a dick. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's not trying to be a jerk. He's 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 not being a smart aleck. He's not being sarcastic. Yeah, he's not being a troll. He's being genuine. And he's and he's asking questions, and they've been more than helpful now, giving me a lot of you know different kind of tips. And that's the biggest thing I have for a lot of people is you know you can always get better. You can always get better. There's always somebody better than you, and there's always somebody that can give you a tip. 
did think of a specific tip. If you have bursting as one of your affixes, when a boss dies or an ad dies, it puts a dot on everybody. Using fighter chow helps your healer in between pulls because it regens your health. When Out of combat. combat. Yeah. Yeah, generally yeah, you'll, you'll finish the fight and you got like six stacks. Fighter chow helps a lot. That is good advice. Just overall awareness too, you know, like I said, it's just, man, as a healer, you, you really love people that know their stuff, you know, download the add on GTFO. There you go. <laughs> get that add on. If you're new to mythics, get that add on new to mythics. And you're the kind of person who gets caught off guard by standing in stuff. Cause not everybody is. And I think every, I think there are people who are okay with that. They're pretty good at that. But if you're not sure or you haven't tried it, I think it's a good add-on to try because it yells at you every time you're standing in something. And new content, that's really helpful. And the last tip I would give is use your cooldowns on trash. Unless you're like a pull away from a boss and it's a three-minute cooldown, use it on trash because that is huge to get through that trash quickly. No, that's a that's a good point. Um, and kind of goes along with what Max is saying when you contrasted rating versus Mythic Plus. Um, I've seen a lot of people who've rated a lot, but coming to Mythic Plus new, they have a save everything for the boss mentality. And that's not how Mythic Pluses are. In fact, I would say a lot of trash pulls are significantly harder than bosses. Sometimes the bosses are the easy thing. And it's all about time in Mythic Plus. So by using those cooldowns early, like I generally use them on the first pull because they'll probably be up soon anyway and they'll probably be up for the boss anyway so you may as well use them right out the gate and that allows the tank to pull more and that gives the healer a little more flexibility so he's not struggling if everybody's using cooldowns yeah and to the pvp community out there guys we have these things called potions <laughs> and uh yeah these things are very important you know it's uh it's kind of it's you know uh, and i understand that you know being a pvp or you know you go to you don't have to worry about enchant you know what i mean <laughs> you're just like what i gotta have pots this can help uh yeah not just health pots you're talking dps pots like the prolonged power or mm -hmm. yeah definitely those are huge flasks make sure you have your proper food yeah 100 percent all right, so changing gears a little bit, there's a piece of news that Max brought to my attention earlier that I'm very excited for. Trial of Style Season 2. We did That's it, boys. That's some endgame content right there. We did it. did it. So, a little backstory. Trial of Style, if you don't know what it is, it's a little instanced transmog competition. It's a fashion competition. And basically, you go in, you have a couple minutes to... They give you a theme, and you got to fix your transmog, and everybody votes on it. Now, most people hear that, and they think, why on earth would I even care about that? Can you test that, Max? That's exactly how I felt. Could you tell us, Rob? Can you tell us why we should care? Because <laughs> you can get transmog sets, and they're pretty amazing. Are they amazing at level one, Rob? They are. <laughs> and at level one, you can transmog your BOA gear. Seriously, that's pretty cool. I did not know that. I, I was kind of dissing the whole thing. You know, Rob and Ryan was like, man, come in here. We can help. We can vote on each other, whatever. And uh, I was like, oh, this isn't bad. I don't really know if I would transmog it. Then I rerolled a level one. 
look up at my transmog sets, guess what's available? So I was like, okay, now it's different now. Now it's different because there's a couple of them that are actually pretty cool. The cloth one's pretty cool. I like it. The leather one's pretty cool. I don't know what you guys think, but I think those two specifically look cool. Yeah, no, I liked the leather one a lot. And they're adding a new season of transmogs. So we're getting more. <laughs> I thought the whole thing was a nice change of pace. It seemed it felt kind of like the chromie scenario, except less intense. Where it's like, this is content that I'm not going to do all the time, but it's kind of a nice distraction. It's a nice new thing, and it was kind of fun to mess around with friends. And Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And as another little tip, I'm just full of tips today. Go in with a few friends. We did it with the three of us, and you can kind of rig the voting. So we, <laughs> we would choose a person to get the most points, to get the tokens to unlock the gear, and just vote them the whole round. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun with it that day. I did. I, it was totally unexpected too. I was like, "This is again." I was like, "This is dumb. I don't want anything to do about this." I rate that right about the same level of having a dance hall or something, right? <laughs> I was like, "I'm. I just. This isn't. This isn't something I'm into." But now I'm like, "Hey, this is pretty cool." You know, the whole. Yeah, I mean, I've been asked several times. I was rolling a level like five, and he was like, "You know." How did you do that? That looks pretty cool, man. Your gear looks cool. I was like, oh, I could tell you, but nope. Trial style, baby. And speaking I... of dancing, they're introducing a new toy for trial style. One of them is a dance floor. The downside is you can only use it in the trial style. <laughs> I wish they would make that stuff available outside of that. I'd agree. Imagine killing somebody, putting down a dance floor, and then just putting like down a dance floor. I, I completely agree. I don't get it. What's the what's the whole dancing thing about? What am I missing? Something? The dancing thing? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have no oh, idea what okay. they're gonna do with it. I just think the idea that they'll have something called dance floor that will only be available to use in the trial of style, and I can't use that on the dead corpse of somebody I just killed. It seems like a missed opportunity. If I could do Saturday Night Fever in the battleground, that would be great. But Good point. The, it's only a plus. And one other little fix, little tidbit of news, they're streamlining professions. So they announced like all the reagents for enchanting, like all the one through level eighty enchant mats are gone. Really? Which I like because I did not know that. I like enchanting, but the thought of re-leveling that, yeah, no thanks. Never going through that again. But huh, so it'll be like, it. they're going to have, like, leveling enchant mats. Excuse me. Yeah, I would assume they just make a universal mat for, like, 1 to 60 or 1 to 70, you know, just... Okay, so almost similar to their the leveling experience, except with mats. Yeah. That's going to have scaled mats, in a sense. That's what I assume. They haven't released a lot. All they said is these reagents are no longer available and it's being hmm. streamlined so nice i'm getting happy this is this is turning out all right all right well let's keep rolling with the tips what's our uh, just the tip for the week <laughs> everything we just said <laughs> any others you want to add uh i don't know it all happened so organically and you got me on the spot now yeah, I got something. I guess we can go on and uh, get into my rant and uh, make it a rant tip hybrid, I guess, for a the week. Rant. 
<laughs> different. So I've been doing these LFRs and uh, there's a special breed of people out there that believe that every single thing that drops is theirs. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but <laughs> this stuff is starting to get out of hand. Um, so I had a couple items that dropped in one of the LFR. I went out and did all the LFRs on my hunter just to do it. Right. And, uh, while I was doing it, um, this guy, you know, walks up and just open trade. That was it. He didn't ask anything. He didn't say anything. He just opened trade. And I, you know, immediately canceled it. He went over and opened trade again. And then he gave me question mark, question mark, question mark. You know, so I canceled it again. And then he was like, you know, bleepy, bleep, bleep. And that was it. I was like, wow, you know. So what I did was after that, you know, he's a, yeah. And this happened, you know, this, this is weird, right? So what I started doing, cause I just, I didn't even want to feel like I was being harassed and I would have gave it to, you know, whoever. Right. But, uh, yeah, it, it was crazy. So what I started doing is I just started, here's the tip. I just started not looting. It seems like it's really common, but a lot of people forget about this. And there's a lot of, there's a legitimate amount of grief that goes in, you know, to, uh, you know, associated with this whole, this whole process of going in LFR and getting stuff. So yeah, I just started not looting and walking out and, you know, getting my loot, you know, in my mailbox. So there's the tip, you know, that's a way that you can avoid all the grief. Just don't loot. Just don't loot. Just don't loot. And, you know, and walk, I mean, that doesn't work all the time either. Cause one individual, and this is a couple weeks ago, one individual, he was like, before we started, he was like, Hey, you know, Hey, I see you have some really good gear. You know, you're on your Druid, you know, you got some really good stuff. I'm brand new. And I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, well, grats. And he was like, yeah, well, could you, uh, could you, could you, uh, give me toss some stuff my way? And I was sitting there thinking, okay, you know, not, not a big deal. Well, I, I forgot about it and I just wasn't looting, you know? And he comes up to me, he said, man, did you not get anything? And I was like, no, I was like, uh, no. And I, you know, of course, I, you know, I was kind of trying to avoid the question, you know? And I said, to be honest, man, I, I forgot to loot. And he was like, oh, he goes, are you just trying to avoid, you know, being griefed? And I was like, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. And it's just kind of like one of those things. And he was like, oh, F you. <laughs> what? Found a loophole. What? You know, like, I, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so the tip is just don't loot. Just go pick it up the mailbox. And it's crazy. I don't understand it. Are you guys, have you guys had to go through anything like this? Yeah, this week, in fact. I've had, I've, I've had that happen a couple of times. I mean, maybe it's because I don't level too many alts. But I don't know. Like, I'm a little torn between because I understand what you're talking about. Absolutely. But at the same time, like, what's it cost you to give somebody some gear like i was on that guy's side until he ended with well f you at the end but like you did kind of say you would help him out and he was talking to you and being polite like i don't know what else you'd want him to do i mean i think what you're complaining about is this idea of somebody feeling entitled to what you're getting and i completely agree with that if somebody's feeling entitled to what i'm getting it's not only a turnoff but i think it's rude and it's they're not they're not entitled to what i get but as somebody who might be overgeared, I can certainly be a good member of the community and help people out. But, you know, 
Definitely. I mean, we, and I, you know, the, th the thing about it was, is like he came, he approached it. He approached it as, Hey, I got a game plan. This is my game plan. All right, let's do this. And I, I probably didn't clarify, you know, well, I just was like, basically like, Oh, okay. I acknowledged that he hit 110, and that was it. You know, I wasn't acknowledging or, you know, I wasn't agreeing to some kind of contract that I was going to give them everything. <laughs> but, and, and that's yeah. another thing. A lot of people come up with a plan, right? They'll mm -hmm. whisper you with a plan, whether it be in battlegrounds or whatever, right? And then when the plan doesn't go, you know, like what he wanted, you're like, well, nobody agreed to your plan. You just told me a plan, you know, like you, 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 you informed me of what your plan was and how you were going to incorporate me into your plan, but I didn't agree to it, you know? Mm. And, uh, yeah. And I, and it, it was shitty on me. It, it definitely was on me because I, I probably should have, you know, picked up the loot and passed it to him. And I wouldn't have mind, you know, it, it wouldn't have bothered me at all. It just was like, yeah, this sense of entitlement is, is crazy right now. Yeah. We had a guy like that in a raid the other day, Rob and I were in there and it didn't really happen to us, but the raid members were complaining about this paladin who kept, harassing people about the rings they were getting because he didn't have a ring so he would whisper them and and it was just too much i mean maybe it'd be one thing to say to the group hey if anybody gets a ring i i would i could certainly use it but um i don't know it just became a pestering like any time a ring dropped even if it was completely terrible stats for him you know hey can i have that can i have that mm -hmm. yeah and it kind yeah, of he just wanted the item level pretty mad yep but what if I run content all the time and sure, I piss off 99 people, but that hundredth person gives me what I need. Doesn't that kind of make it worth it? Yeah, it just seems like there should, I don't know. Yeah, no, it does. It does because it, I just think there's a way of doing it. You know, like I've never turned I agree that with that. But I think that, that it kind of feels like spam to me that some spam doesn't work with 99% of the people who get it, but it does work with 1% of them. And that's what makes it worth it. So that's why we all get spam because 1% of people who get it respond to it and make it worth it for the spammers. So I think people who act like that, who act entitled, who harass the player base for gear that they don't necessarily need it. I, I, that's my impression anyway, that that's why they do it because every now and then they get something they need. It's productive, right? That's what you're saying. It, it, it can In a sense, yeah, it can be. But yeah. I would argue that it's more productive to be polite, to talk to people sensibly, to just put it out there once, to not feel entitled. And people will generally try to be nice. Like maybe put it at the beginning. Hey, everybody, I'm a fresh 110. If you get anything I could use, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks. Or maybe in the middle of the dungeon. But whispering somebody six times and they haven't responded, just let it go. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. I just... uh. Yeah, it's just one of the it was one of those things where I was like, no, man, like who who does that? Who you know, and who just opens up trade without anything? You know, yeah, like that's hey, a big are you one. gonna use that? To just open up trade with somebody and say, Can I have your gear? That's that's a bit of like, I want it now. Nobody likes that. No, not at all. Alright, so another thing that's coming with seven point three five that I wanted to bring up with you guys is the old war time walking. Okay. I'm excited for it because I rated Old War when it was current content with a pretty good guild. We were one of the tops on the server around that time, and it is a fun raid. But here's the thing I worry about because when they brought Black Temple back, 
it was still difficult. And people mm. were not familiar with the content and the mechanics, and people would nerd rage, and it's hard getting people to get back into your group because you can't use LFG. Mm-hmm. That should got, be fixed. It, it I, should. I hope it is. I really hope it is because Old War is a very long raid, and it has very specific and difficult mechanics that people are not used to. But that being said, I'm looking forward to it because we're gonna get 9:30 gear, which is pretty good baseline. Ooh, nine. Is that what it is? 9:30. Yep, 9:30 baseline. And it looks like there might be a tie-in to some of the old titles. A Starcaller and Astral Walker titles. I don't know if they're going to change something with that. And I liked a lot of the Old War sets. It has a lot of good transmog gear. So I'm pretty excited about that. Hmm. I'm excited are you, now. Are you more excited about it than you were about Black Temple? Ooh, yes and no. Black Temple, I just... I rated that too back in tier six, and while it was fun, that was such a grind of a raid for me. And Old War, maybe it was because I was with a more competitive guild, and the new hard modes, they didn't have a, a heroic difficulty back then. It was this boss, you can push a button on Memoron, and it adds more mechanics, and you get more loot. Right. You have to kill this ad in order to trigger the hard mode, you know. And it was it was something new and interesting and I appreciated that. So Yeah, so. just my first impression of what you're saying is that you're more excited about Old War because it's more nostalgic for you. Cuz I didn't raid that much at all. I rated Beast Black Temple as much as I rated Old War and I'm equally excited about them both as in like kind of not really. And so, I mean, not to it's not a criticism at all, but I just find it interesting. Um, I think Old War was a really popular raid, but so was BT. Um, I think if they fixed the lockout thing, people like me would enjoy it a lot more. Because I just the idea of staying four hours in a in an old raid, I'm just not interested in that. But I could go and experience an Old War experience if I could uh, start a raid at the second boss or not have to redo the whole thing over again. Or if I could invite somebody to my raid halfway through because somebody left. That got really frustrating, Black Temple, Dang, and it kind of made me not. That. Yeah, that really ruined it because I was kind of like, "Oh, cool, doing Black Temple." I never really rated Black Temple. Now I can get the Black Temple experience, but the old school, old school Black Temple, I could invite people to my raid mid raid. So there goes that old school experience. If they fix that, I think I would enjoy more, and I think I could have a classic experience, which is what they're after. I think. I think it's good. Uh, the the uh, the old OR. I, I think it's good. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm definitely excited about you know the 9:30 gear that's going to be available. That's cool. I mean, there's a couple alts. I definitely need some stuff. I was very. I was equally excited about BT. I think they messed that all up though. I think they put a monumental amount of effort, a monumental amount of effort in it, and I was really upset with a few things. So. I was upset, number one, was that it only came around during BC. I was only able to do the, the thing twice. And the second time, I had absolutely nothing to gain from being in there mm-hmm. at all. Valid point. Now, that that upset me. Uh, and the other part, and even though I don't play the classes that you know would benefit, I, I really thought it was weird that the rogues couldn't go out and get Warglaives. 
like the skins. And I, I know people are going to flame on about this, but the thing about it is, is that when I think of war glaives, I do think of demon hunters, but that's not what I, I think of first. I think of the rogues and even some warriors or specifically rogues is what I think of from back in the day. And I thought that was kind of just, it just didn't feel right. It was really weird. So, um, yeah, the, the big thing, my big issue was of course, how often we could do it. Right. I just, I was like, man, this is good. I, I just wish I could do this, you know, once every, you know, at least once every month, you know, and I'm hoping that they'll, cause I've heard nothing. I didn't get to raid old war that much at all. I took a, a, a break during that raid and, um, everybody told me the same thing. They were like, this is an awesome place. This is a really fun raid. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I just, I hope they make it available to us a little more. I don't think they will, but I do think they could. I mean, just because it's tied to the time walking. Yeah. I don't think they will. Um, but I do think that they could make the gear relevant more frequently. That, that wouldn't be that much. That wouldn't, that really wouldn't be that big of a deal to do because I'm looking at the old war and it's available in February. Are you really going to need 9:30 in February? Yeah, and that's my point kind of, you know. And it's a good one. Like why should I care about it in fe- I mean mid-February, I'm not going to need 9:30. Yeah, I just it, it seems like a lot of work for, you know, you would think that they would want it uh they would want people to really experience it, you know. Yeah, I, I think they have a very good underlying idea, but they need to iron out some kinks. I think most content needs to be relevant somehow, whether it's relevant through cosmetics or other rewards or gear. But, you know, that's what made Black Temple relevant to a lot of demon hunters was that they could get their transmog. But when Black, Tem- when Black Temple comes around, why should I care? Like if they're still dishing out 910 gear, I'm, I'm not going to do it. It's too much of a headache. Or maybe can't get my damn war glaives. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe my friends make me come. Yeah. Or maybe they're just using this Black Temple and Old for for uh, basically uh, a live test for, for something in the future. Going yeah, that's possible. Live test for what? Well, um, you know, a lot a lot of people talked about uh, time walking being all part of the whole scaling process that they were testing for what we're about to go through right now with zone scaling. Tracking, okay. And um, so maybe that's what's going on. They're not stupid, you know. They do weird things sometimes, but Blizzard's not stupid. Maybe they're uh, they're using it as a you know their own kind of live testing, which would make a lot of sense, right? Yeah, it would. I just hope they introduce a mist raid or two because that was the one X pack I didn't get to play or raid at all. I think they will. I think they want to do a raid with each time walker. Which raid do you think it'll be? What was the most iconic of that X pack? It's a good question. I didn't thunder. play it. I think it was Throne of Thunder. I think Throne of Sun- Thunder. Yeah, Siege of Ogremar was cool, but I really enjoyed Throne of Thunder. It was pretty. It really had that epic feel in there. That Caesar Orgamar is cool, even just to run back through for transmog runs. But even one-shotting stuff, it still takes forever. Right, but the forever wouldn't keep them from making from doing it. I mean, Old War is forever, but that was the uh, an iconic raid from there. But like you look at Lich King, like why did wouldn't they do Ice Crown Citadel? That would have been my guess. Yeah, I yeah definitely because that that was one of the funnest raids you know so far for me. 
I, I love the ice chrome. Do you think that maybe they're just slowly rolling them out one per X pack until say in a year from now, we're on a weekly basis of getting a new time Walker raid. I do. Maybe that's why they're spacing them out so far right now. Yeah. And you know, a few years ago I was on a PTR and, uh, they had this weird scaling bug going on, right? And uh, everybody was talking about they're doing this because they're testing. They're going to start. They're going to start scaling things, right? They're going to start scaling, you know, whatever, blah blah blah, something. We didn't know at the time what it was talking about. So, yeah, I'm going to learn from the past. I, I believe that anything they do, there's there's definitely rhyme and reason to a lot of things they do. I, I think they're, yeah, I don't know, in hopes that that's what they'll do. I think they know what they're doing and I'm, I'm happy about it. I love the whole time walking thing. Any of that, that stuff is cool. Yeah, no, I like it. It gives people an opportunity to experience stuff they might've missed, but I still do think they need to fix some things because it is a big turnoff. Like Ryan mentioned to try to get a group and that falls apart halfway through. And, and, your SOL. and, and, and on top of that, the rewards are irrelevant. I don't understand why the PVP rewards, why Time Walker rewards, why all these things don't just automatically scale up. It's somehow, right? Like remember last, just before, or at the beginning of this patch where we did the PVP world quest or the PVP weekly quest. And it gave us like, I think it was like 890 gear. It was just something so abysmally low that it was an insult. Why doesn't that stuff just automatically go up a little bit as the cap goes up? Because that's basically what they want to do anyway, is use catch-up mechanisms to keep people, like you get a new, I mean, I just barely leveled my warrior to 110, and he's 824 right now, like within a half hour. So why not, why not have everything do that? Because when I do the next time walker, it's going to be the same level gear from the last time walker. Shouldn't that go up a little bit? Maybe, especially if it's a new patch, maybe? I don't know. No, I agree. I totally agree. I agree as well. But you might get the naysayers saying, oh, it's a handout and these well, it is. filthy casuals. And... <laughs> it absolutely is. And they've been doing that for a long time. And I think that those people need to be okay with a certain amount of that. But as long as it's not bringing you up to, I mean, let's, for a point of comparison, the middle, right? You're bringing them up close to the middle so that they can work for the middle and then continue to work for the for the top and i think those people those naysayers do and will learn to appreciate those catch-ups for when your class becomes irrelevant you need to level a new one and you need to be raid ready by next week so instead of coming in having to do all the previous raids like you used to have to do in vanilla well you can catch up really quick and things like time walker would be relevant things like pvp would be relevant instead it seems like certain avenues of gear become irrelevant very quickly point and i hope they Thank do you. something like that specifically with like you know weekly rewards you know like what you guys are talking about or someone mentioned it's like what is this what is the skirmish reward right now what is it the weekly for doing skirmishes what, what do you get out of it i don't think skirmish is ever given let me see what is it in there like a right champion now? box or something it, it's box. the same champion box that you get from battlegrounds it's never been automatic gear that's yeah, that's a problem. I don't like that. But at least that's consistent. Whereas the uh, the Time Walker chest that gives gear, sometimes yeah. that piece of gear is amazing. And then other times it's horrible. And that's the part I don't like, is that it's not um, res 
Uh, I, would, I don't even know what the word is, but it doesn't scale along with you. It just seems weird, right? With the reward system, with a lot of things, it just seems weird. It's like, okay, you're trying to get people to PVP more, right? You're trying yeah. to get people doing this. Oh, what's my reward? What do I get? Mm, you get dookie. That's what you get. Something <laughs> that's dookie and irrelevant. That doesn't even make sense. Well, here's an interesting graph I just found that might play into an answer to that. So, according to Wowhead, they looked up all the achievements on all the people somehow. Only 59% of active players have stepped into the arena. Yeah. A little over half. So, do you think increasing the reward to, say, a 930 piece of gear will get people interested in more aspects of the game? Or do you think they're just saying, well, half the people aren't even doing this, so who cares? Why waste the programmer's hours? I think I think yes and and no. I think on one hand they recognize that they don't want to force people into do something that they don't want to do. Imagine if the pet battle weekly reward gave you real gear. How much would that piss you off? It's like gives you an amazing piece of gear, but you have to go do PvP pet battles. I think there are a lot of people that view arena like that, and that's why they don't do it. Whereas from my perspective, I want them to come in and participate so that we can get more people in the community. I would do it though. I, I would go right, and I don't like that. Absolutely, battle. I would too. But I think that's why they don't do that because they know that some people really hate it. Just like the pet battle doesn't reward anything worthwhile. See, there's an interesting aspect to that. Say, so PvP pet battles. Like, take this example and run with it. A lot of people hate it because you jump into it and you're going to get queued against a dude that has his research, has this perfect team of three pets that are min-max with their stats and their abilities. It's like mm -hmm. if more of the population just jumped in with three random pets they had and I matched with my hodgepodge team and you know it was kind oh, of a fun true. little whatever, I think that would up the enjoyability for people who don't normally get into it. No, that's, that's a really good point, and that's a really good point of comparison to PvP. Like right now, PvP arenas in specific is really frustrating because the ones who do it are the real committed ones. It's or condensed. the ones, yeah. Whereas if we had a lot broader player base from horrible to amazing and everything in between, it would probably be a lot easier to get into and stick with and get better at. So yeah, it's a problem getting too. people to participate. Yeah, it's a problem. You know, and and for people that are listening and they're like, you know, oh, you guys are you know crying about this, you know, or whatever else, right? See, the problem is with BBP. What we're saying is there's not that many people that are participating right now. So what happens is you're you're busting your ass and you get to like 16, 1700, right? With a brand new team or whatever else. The problem is, is that half of those matches, you're going against MMRs that are three and 400 points higher than you. Mm -hmm. Because there's that, there's, there's a lack, you know, of players that are participating. So, and that's the same thing, I think, with the pet battles, you know, you, we need to attract more. More pet uh, battlers. I like that that's the way this conversation has gone, <laughs> and I hope that people hate us for it. That we are currently defending and encouraging a player base of pet battlers. I never thought that would happen to me. <laughs> well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this time, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Cool. Love, peace, and hair grease, you know. Catch you guys next time. See you. Later.
And remember, you can check us out on our WordPress blog. We're also on iTunes. And now we're also on CastBox. So for all you Android users looking for a good podcast app, you can find us there. And we look forward to many more episodes. If you have any comments, suggestions, please let us know. We love hearing from you guys. And we'll see you next time. See you.